Hi, I'm Chris Gear, current host of the Three Cheers for Goaltender Interference podcast. And, you know, we like to have fun here on the Three Cheers for Goaltender Interference podcast. But I'm here to talk to you about something serious. Uh, you may have heard somewhere that 3.5 people a year are injured in Zamboni accidents. Um, the good people at the Zamboni company would like to reiterate that you're wrong. You're thinking of the ice resurfacing machine. Uh, Zamboni's a brand uh, like Kleenex, Frisbee, Porta Potty, or anybody else who makes the best thing, and then that thing gets called by the name of the company that makes the best one of those things. Um, yeah, sometimes people are injured by Zamboni ice resurfacing machines, but it's almost usually not Zamboni ice resurfacing machines. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a Zamboni ice resurfacing machine that killed Eddie Lebeck in the sitcom Cheers. And it was also a Zamboni ice resurfacing machine that Deadpool uses to murder in the movie Deadpool, uh, starring Canadian actor Ryan Reynolds from the Sandra Bullock movie The Proposal. But the Zamboni company would like to remind everyone that those are fictional people who died. Thank you. Now let's get to the show. Thank you for those important Thank words, you. Chris. Yeah. That, that's great. <laughs> I don't know how the, that was a spokesperson type of thing or if that was just... This is off the cuff, but Yeah. Just a public service not, announcement. Not off the cusp. <laughs> not not off the cusp at all. Um, I mean, it was when I wrote it in the 30 seconds I spent writing it. 30 seconds. That was a lot for 30 seconds, so this has been a <laughs> subtle flex there. But... <laughs> all right, here's the plan. This is three cheers for Bruce and Bruins. We're going to do a little uh, playoff prediction in each conference quick. We got the usual gang here. If you listen to either of these two podcasts, just put them together, and that's what we have here. And uh, I guess we'll talk about some beers first. Chris has got something going over there. Drew is also stroking his beer and named John Jing- Jacob Jinklimer Schmidt in the chat. So I'm going to definitely not let him go first. We'll send it over to Chris and Kat. Yeah, I just got beer all over Kat's laptop. So I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I've done it to my laptop before. Uh, <laughs> I'm drinking some of Richie's beer. Uh, he graciously allowed us to drink some of his Big Blue Van Blueberry Wheat um, this is one of those beers that Cam would really like, and uh, I sampled it last night, and it is indeed delicious. Sounds like the uh, Blue Paw from Sea Dog, Portland. Yeah, so it's uh, it's very light, got a definitely a blueberry flavor, um, but it's not super overwhelming. Five point four percent alcohol, so it's not a you know it's not a small punch. Here. This this thing will hit you if you drink a bunch of them. Tasteability, um, give it a 12. Drinkability, 35. Wow. Um, I'm drinking the exact same thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's good. Um, I, I feel like I can't immediately follow it up and say something completely different. You um, do you it. Do it. Do it. No, I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, I think it's I, I prefer wheat beer over IPAs, um, and so it's it's exactly what I like in a beer, um, which is wheat beers and fruit beers. Um, I would say the tasteability, I'd maybe rank it a little higher because um, I think you can you can taste it. You can't taste the blueberry a ton, but you can taste the beer. It's not not super watery, so I'd put it at like I don't know a twenty one, um, and then drinkability, yeah, like a thirty five. 36 for sure all right very nice drew what you got i see you're very excited by it 
So uh, this is rather new from Sea Dog Brewing Company. Uh, speak the devil. Uh, it's called uh, Blue Paw. Uh, <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> what? Just just keep chugging along. If you didn't get it at this point, you're not going to get it. It's fine. In Maine, we wait all year for our wonderful blueberry season. Now, we're bringing you all the best blueberry flavor with a low dose of THC to create this one-of-a-kind se- uh, sessionable drink. Please enjoy responsibly. So it's got five uh, milligrams of THC in it. Uh, it's that's a nice from, cannabis infused drink. Sea Dog. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow, I didn't know they were doing that. So, Good for you guys. Tasteability. Definitely can taste that. Uh, blueberry, of course, is the main theme here. Um, but you do taste a little bit of that THC, a little bit of that that dank, that dank bro stank. stuff. Um, <laughs> stank, stank. Um, and it has like that beer base, like that kind of wheat, ale kind of uh, taste as well. So tasteability 37. It's just like three tastes just intertwining to create this beautiful specimen of a drink uh drinkability if you like weed and blueberries and beer then it's 37 if you don't like any of those things it's zero if you like a few of those things it's somewhere in between all right cheers to that uh mike you got anything you want to share all right, I got uh let's see here. I got a harpoon <laughs> red weed. <laughs> Poor Mikey. I'm good. Mikey can make his own choices. He's a he's a good thing boy. Uh I've had this on the, the pot a couple times, harpoon rec league. It's a hoppy hazy pale ale. It's pretty light, it's something like four or four and a half percent. Um it's called the rec league because it's the perfect thing you can drink after or more specifically during rec league sports and uh I stand by that. It's a really good light beer, good flavor in it, but something you can you can hydrate with a little bit. So, drinkability pretty high, twenty seven. I would say you could you could hammer these uh, after or again. I stress this during a game definitely. Uh, taste still got pretty good taste for how light it is. So I'm going to give that a an equal twenty seven on on both sides. So uh, very good beer, but. Um, all right, so plan is we're going to rip through the Eastern and Western Conference. NHL season starts, what, Saturday, Friday? When's the, it's the first game Friday? Wednesday. Tomorrow. Wednesday. Tomorrow. Holy Wednesday. Shit. Oh, my goodness. All right. Tomorrow. 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 Um, Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, but, yeah. There you go. I, was, I thought it was Saturday. I think the Bruins was way off on Saturday at first, but I don't know. Anyway, we're getting oh, Bruins. Bruins are the 16th. 16th yeah, is the Bruins, but 12th the league. Yeah, I should know when the Coyotes is, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I have no idea when the Coyotes play their first game. It might well, be tomorrow. It might be. You know what? They might Saturday. not even know. I don't it's think the Thursday. Coyotes turns out the 14th. Play. So yeah, they start uh, on the road. They start against Columbus. Which all right. Not to be too much of a spoiler, but seeing as uh, we're going to be talking about the playoffs today, I don't think the Coyotes will be too much of a point of discussion here moving forward, unless somebody has a hot take. Uh, Desert hot, that is. I think so, they're um, going to go intriguing. all the way this year. What are you talking about? Yeah, we'll, we'll, all the way we'll, we'll get that uh, on the record in a little bit. But where do you guys want to start here? The standings. What division do you want to start with? you want to start in the east or the west? Uh, uh, let's start with the west. Yeah. No. Starting with the west. All right, let's just go right to We'll just get it out of the way. Nice and easy. <laughs> um, how do we feel? Do we want to go central or Pacific, I guess? You guys pick. Central. Central. Central Division play. Chris, you got it going. Who is going to make the playoffs out of the Central Division? Who do you guys like? Oh, boy. 
Um, Colorado. That's it. Yeah, I think I think Colorado's the, the obvious choice here. Um, the only guarantee from that division, mm-hmm. I would say. Still like Winnipeg and Dallas, um, and I think St. Louis is the other obvious contender there. Um, a lot of people are saying Chicago looks better just based on, you know, looking at the roster on paper and having the Vezina winner uh, come over for free, but still not a full believer in that blue line. Um, That's Minnesota ratio right there. I'd yeah, say Minnesota is more likely than Dallas by a long stretch since Dallas has no goaltender. like an amalgamation of 38-year-old goaltenders who have all been on IR for three quarters of the last two seasons. I'm a pretty firm believer that Minnesota can never pass the first round of the playoffs. It's contractually hey, obligated. Hey, that so doesn't mean they hey. can't make it, Pat. They could pull Yankees. But I think they're still going to make it. They're just not going to make it out of that's, the first that's round. That's true, but I but, think the, the ceiling is low for that for that team. My my hot take is that Minnesota loses in the conference final to uh, to the Avalanche on the Avalanche's uh, path to the cup. I on think their court to the cup. So the Avalanche, once again, like the only thing I know about any of the rosters this year is the goaltenders. Um, they lost Philip Grubauer to Seattle um, and ended up acquiring Darcy Kemper, who really hasn't been able to stay healthy for. He was healthier than Auntie Ranta in Arizona, but not by much. Um, and he is currently their only goaltender because Pavel Francouz um, got hurt during the preseason and is yeah. now out. They said it's something kind of minor, but they're he's already very, been hurt. They're very thin, and that that could be. They're very necessary. thin in goaltending because yeah. their yeah. third goalie up is a uh, Jonas Johansson, who they acquired for like a seventh round pick from the Buffalo Sabers because he couldn't crack their starting duo. Um, and then they have Hunter Miska, who couldn't essentially couldn't whack it as their backup. The rest of their roster is super talented, though. Uh, St. Louis had some trouble last year where they got their... They they struggled pretty substantially last year, and I don't think they've gotten demonstrably better. Um, I think Nashville's maybe a sneaky pick, maybe. But I think everyone after Colorado... If they make it, it'll be kind of a pleasant surprise. And if they don't make it, it won't be the only team in, out of that division that I think I'd be floored by them not making it would be Colorado, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm going Colorado, Winnipeg, Minnesota. <sighs> Shit. Uh, St. Louis? I guess St. Louis or Dallas. Uh Fuck. Uh, I guess St. Louis. <laughs> I guess St. Louis. Like I, Dallas, we've mentioned the goaltending. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah, it's it's really a coin flip after Colorado, and I think Winnipeg and Minnesota are going to have nice years too. But I think that fourth spot could be up for grabs. Maybe Chicago with all the weird lateral and kind of good moves i guess they've made i don't know uh maybe they could sneak in. i don't know if i I consider seth jones a great move that's not i think i don't consider i think he's such a weird the seth jones discourse is so annoying because it's like analytics people hate him hockey men love him i i don't think he's as bad as analytics make him out to be and i don't think he's as good as hot like the old school hockey i test people make him out to be i think he's probably somewhere in the middle certainly not worth that contract uh but i think he should help that 
he should help that blue line, but like not how much. I, I think he's still an above replacement player, but uh, I like I still like Marc Andre Fleury, and but let's see how he does behind that defense, and maybe like maybe they have like a forty percent chance of sneaking in. You never know. They get they'll they'll be able to. We'll see. I, I bet Chicago's coach will be on the hot seat too this year. What's his name? Uh, Jeremy Colleton. Jeremy Colleton. Yeah. So I, I think, and maybe you get a full year of Jonathan Taves back too, though. So that. Yeah, I can I see know. one of those like fighting for a wild card spot toward the yeah, end of the season. Maybe. You know, maybe. maybe in the stretch, maybe. and it depends how a couple weeks go out there. But but once um, you get past those three teams, I think in the central, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of stinky, and you can. You can one of the, one of those teams. Stinky. Yeah, <laughs> if if one of those teams catch the fourth or wild card spot or however the stupid fucking format is, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, that makes sense, I guess. The format stayed the same from before the yeah. bubble, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I I think that if there's a division that isn't going to send four teams, it's this it division. could very yeah. feasibly be that one. Yeah. But I, if only they weren't in the same conference as the Pacific. Division. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the Pacific is, I'm looking at the Pacific and I'm like, I guess. <laughs> like, I think, I think that LA is going to take a step forward. They made, they've made a few sneaky good moves in there. They've added like quietly added players. Um, like a Philip Deneau, who I was, quietly chastised for doubting him compared to Christian Dvorak. Um, I'm a big fan of Deneau. I think, yeah, I think if he's a comparable player to Christian Dvorak, that's they desperately needed some depth center attention after Andrzej Kopitar, and uh, they got it. Um, I think they finally handed the reins over to Cal Peterson. It looks like Jonathan Quick, they're not going to try dragging his corpse out 50 games a night, or 50 games a year. You say that, but who last knows? year, last year he, I think he only took twenty to thirty percent of the games. So I think they're finally starting to shift him off, um, which is a net gain for them. Um, and then San Jose punted Martin Jones finally, which I think frees that team up to play more cohesively too, because they had some of the right pieces. They just could not put it together, especially defensively with some of the talent that they had. Um, I think. Vegas is still a very good team. I have zero faith in Calgary, which means they're probably going to be great. Um, I have zero faith in Edmonton, which means they're also probably going to fight for a wild card spot. Um, Mike Smith, once again, talking about corpses being dragged out there. Good for him. Um, I don't think Seattle's anything to write home about, but yes, they I don't are. think anyone in the centrals <laughs> anything to write home about either outside of Colorado. So I, I think, I think Seattle golden Knights, uh, and then the two Alberta teams. And if, uh, the central sucks too bad, then I think you see the sharks and Kings fight for something. I don't know yeah. about the ducks. I don't, I don't, I didn't realize they were still a team until I Googled NHL standings. They're, they're not a team in my head until they <laughs> change their fucking color scheme away from the brown and orange. And going with just the, the D. Come on. Teams with I, letters for logos. Yeah. <laughs> reserve I, reserve I, that I, for the old the old school teams. I bet you see John Gibson John Gibson get traded at some point. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised about that. That's He's still a very good goalie and it's like he's very, he's really toiling away there. Um, yeah, Ken, I see. Uh, been very good the last couple of years, though. Cat has said on our podcast uh, that Anaheim may have broken him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. He maybe. was a below. Yeah. He was a below average goaltender the last. 
season he- for sure and part of the season prior to that too. I think he's a he's almost following the Freddie Anderson trajectory where I think he could then swing back up again with a new team, but the way he played last year. Okay, let's not spend too much time talking about the Ducks. <laughs> well, you know who I feel really bad for is Cam Fowler. What a waste of a fucking career right there. Speaking of wasted maybe gets, careers. Maybe he gets treated too. I, I know what you're I'm not to harp in on the Ducks again. Uh, I Again, if, I think he could still be decent on it. Like, he could still be very solid on a team with a real defense maybe. Um but yeah, maybe his career trajectory is starting to go down. You never know. You guys get rejuvenated when you're not on a bottom feeder. You know, it could. Who knows? Anyway, that's the Steve Taylor Hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. I, uh, I don't have anything. Oh yeah, go ahead. Tony Soprano's <laughs> underachieving nephew. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Fuck. Uh, I think it's Vegas, right? Like Vegas is such the obvious. Yeah. team that's going to win this division. I mean, I can't ever count that Edmonton because they have literally the greatest player in the world who like sh- should score a bunch of points this year. And Thank you for complimenting Mike Smith like that. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> so I guess I, I think Edmonton will make it. Uh, I don't like the Canucks. Uh, I don't, like I don't the think players. the Canucks like the Canucks. Yeah, the so. Canucks, I'm just like, ugh. I don't, I don't know. Uh, uh, those are my two teams I like the most, and I'm, I fuck Cam. You go. I don't. I really have no other picks. <laughs> Not nah, with you, like Vegas. I think uh, Edmonton's gonna be pretty solid. I don't think they're gonna be much of a playoff contender, but I think as far as a regular season team can go, like Connor McDavid's gonna win you ten plus games because he's just that fucking good. Uh, I think Calgary will be decent. I, I would love to see a situation. I, mean, I saw some like projections that had seattle and vancouver kind of finishing close which i think would be a lot of fun try to build that rivalry up in their first oh, season you know obviously yeah, so love- close geographically i think that would be really awesome if they were like digging for that last wild card spot in the end of the season i'm um, sorry some predictions have vancouver fighting for a wild card spot there are some i mean not that close but <laughs> you I know mean, it would be nice to see to- them in the in it down the stretch against each other it's a weak division, so it's like yeah, you never know. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be that tough for Vancouver to. Have. So my I would have to quote remember the Titans attitude reflects leadership, and as long as the leadership group in Vancouver remains there, that team is just going to suck. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's really a disaster. With I, so I, agree. I wouldn't be shocked if they had they were you know down in the in the last couple weeks of the season competing for a playoff spot just because they have a lot of talent on that team, but. Yeah, I, I don't see them being the type of team that can weather the storm of uh, a couple of rough weeks. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have the obvious. I have Vegas. I have. Uh, I think Edmonton's more of a lock to make the playoffs than a, a few of you are making it out to be. But I agree. Um, yeah, I, I agree with Cat. LA is kind of coming up. They got in addition to making some some good ads in the offseason, they still have a bunch of really good young players that are probably going to make a little bit of a leap this year. Um, the, that's another team that could be awful as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a bad division. So I expect Cal- Calgary to challenge. And uh, I mean, who knows with Seattle? Um, we'll, we'll find out in the first few weeks if they made the right choices. I just really want to see the Battle of Alberta in the playoffs. I really, really, really want to see that. That would be nice. I think we could, we could put... 
potentially see not necessarily the Battle of Alberta in the playoffs, but I think we could see the Battle of Alberta down in the wild card yeah. section towards the end of the year. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I don't think that Vancouver's, especially knowing that Travis Hamanick, um had to hit waivers um, because he won't get vaccinated. Um, so like like Chris was saying, until the leadership, uh, by leadership, I think we mean front office because I don't know what leadership that, other than Elias Pettersson who got himself a new deal, but uh, doesn't necessarily. Still hasn't figured out how to get a haircut. Hey, you'd be nice to him. <laughs> no, I think he, I mean, he signed a three-year deal. He signed one of those sort of bridge deals that give him an option to to skedaddle and not not deal with a Jack Eichel situation if he if he needs to, um, which I don't think bodes super well when you have someone who you're building your franchise around only signing a three-year deal um, when they're demonstrably the best player on your team. That's not... A couple people were saying, oh, that, that means he can cash in once the cap goes up. I I think it also gives him a chance to leave if he, if he wants to, um, which I don't think bodes very well for Vancouver. Um, so I don't think they're going to be anywhere close, but I think Calgary was in such a free fall last year. Um, and I know Mikey, we had a, we had Mike gold um, who covers the Calgary flames. He came on our podcast towards the end of last year to talk about Daryl Sutter coaching the team um, and how he like, whether or not he can adapt to coaching in 2021, 2022 to the way that more players need to be coached now. Um, So I think that's a team that, may not do as well as their roster indicates, but they could also put it all together, um, which could be kind of fun. I think the whole West is outside of Vancouver or outside of Vegas, sorry, and Colorado. I think just about anything could happen there. Wild, wild West. Love it. I, wild yeah, West. I don't love, I didn't love how Seattle did with their expansion draft. Like, uh, I don't know, but I could see them maybe falling ass backwards into a playoff spot. Like, maybe they'll be just good enough with that roster. I like some of the players on that team, but like, I thought they could have done way more. I feel like they're, they're better players on the board or they could have made more side deals or whatever it may have been, but you know, they still, well, instead of making a side deal, they just stole a starting goalie from the Colorado avalanche. By yeah, I, I like they also drafted like, a goalie and then traded him traded back him for, back. yeah, for like a second. Round. Yeah. It, was, it was weird. It was, it was very odd. And, uh, you know, the, I, I think, but again, they have. I think Phil Grubauer is a very good goalie, so that that could you know uh, be helpful. And they got that guy from uh, Florida to be their backup. Chris, Tree- Chris Trigger. Trigger, yeah, he could he could be a solid backup. So you know, if you have very solid goaltending, you could you usually find a way to sneak in. So. And they have uh, some really good defensive defensemen. So you yeah, know, Vince Dunn probably is, easier I, easier players yeah. to play in front or play sure, behind. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, so I just with the strength of that division, I could see them uh, making the playoffs their first year, and which I guess that would be that would be pretty good for the league and everyone. Yeah, maybe there's like a little recency bias for me from like Vegas just kind of running house their first season. But I feel like you could you could see that narrative of them doing well in the first season. But again, whether the pieces actually fit, I I don't think it's as obvious that they might. Not that I guess I guess people were kind of not sure what to expect of Vegas going in, but I think. It's pretty safe to say on paper that it was probably a stronger team, but who knows? Weird things uh, Chris, happen. Chris Tan of uh, Rocket Richard Trophy this year. That's my. There you go. Yeah. Calgary Flame Chris Tanev. 
Oh no! What Tanev? No, Brandon. no. Who's Brandon? Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. the guy, the guy with the weird face. Not the weird face, but made the weird face. I think that's. I who, think that's the weird who, face because that is his yeah. face. Who yeah. said? Someone on Twitter said he looked like me, and I forget who it was. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I can kind of see a little bit. But who? But fucking who was that? Oh, it was uh, Nick Godin. Nick Godin said that. Yeah, we had to meet up with him sometime in Portland, but. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to two pretty strong divisions, but so we'll jump into the Metropolitan Division first. Excuse I'm gonna, me, what the fuck? I'm going <laughs> to fire that one in there, uh, but I'm also going to make Mikey happy by spoiling that my Dark Horse pick this season, I don't know if it really is a Dark Horse, but it is the Islanders. I think uh, that's going to be the team to really backhanded compliment to mikey's team there <laughs> yeah I, well, I don't know i mean i i see a, a lot of potential beasts in this conference um but i don't know the islanders just been slow and steady building it and this seems like the year that they really might be poised to go over the top i think what trots has especially done there has been phenomenal and you have to have people buy into that game plan but it's worked obviously we saw as bruins fans last season uh, saw that firsthand. So I think the Islanders are the team to beat out of the Metro. I really like Carolina as well. Um, beyond that, uh, you know, Pittsburgh's going to be in there. Uh, Washington's going to be fighting 4-1. Um, but I think the Islanders and the Canes are the two clear ones out of that division. I am yeah. not super confident in a tandem of frederick anderson and auntie ranta yeah i have, I have a whole in carolina right now i think the islanders are like a clear favorite for me right now um and i i don't know i i feel like philly keeps trying to do the right thing but that's a team that i have no faith in um i think washington's probably my alongside the islanders Washington's probably the only other one that I'm like very confident in doing at least reasonably well. Um, I have the Islanders as my one. Um, and I think, you know, you, the road to ruin is paved with people who've uh, decided this is the year that the Capitals and the Penguins are finally going to hit their downfall. But it's got to happen at some point, and I feel like the, the aging core is there. Um, last year was a good but not great year for OV. Like, he had a lot of injury issues, and uh, he's definitely going to be on uh, kind of a regimented rest schedule. Um, and I'm not really sure I like the rest of that roster anyway. Um, yeah, Pittsburgh, there's not, like, outside of Gensel and Crosby, there's not a whole lot going on there. I still don't love that goalie tandem. No. Um, and, I mean, what? The, not a lot going on on that blue line either. So it's really how how much longer can Crosby carry that team? Um, and my dark horse over here, I, I do hate some of the things they did in the offseason. Not really clear on what their plan was other than defend uh, themselves against Washington. Oh, God, it's going to happen. Chris, no. The, sure the Rangers, this? man. Like oh, the, no, Chris. They, they have – the they they have the pieces it's kind of like LA where they had a, they have a bunch of really LA. good young players who could take the jump they have uh heart candidates um I love Mika Zibanejad love Artemi Panarin Adam Fox is an excellent defenseman uh, you got a couple of good young defensemen on that 
uh, on that blue line. I, I think they have the pieces. If they can put it together, I, I think they can contend for a playoff spot. I don't think they're a Stanley Cup contender, but maybe in the next couple of years. And I think this could be a year that where they kind of surpass Pittsburgh and Washington. And then I think Carolina is still, still going to be a good team. I, um, go ahead. No, true. Go no, ahead. That was it. I was, I, oh, I was okay. going to say, like, the, the Blue Jackets are worth mentioning because they always, like, have that scrappy roster and kind of put together a run at some point that makes it seem like they can contend for a playoff spot. But It's going to be interesting to see what they do without John Tortorella because I think he is very, very good for a team for a few years. And then he's very not good for a team when he's there too long because he's he's an abrasive personality and I think he's good for certain players but he's demonstrably bad for other players and so I think I mean they have they have a new coach I fuck if I remember who it is um, but they they kept a lot of their roster the same minus Seth Jones who I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing um i don't know i think they're they could be fine they could also be very bad um and there's probably not going to be i don't think they're going to be great um and then i don't i left out new jersey on purpose because i don't know what they did i have no idea who's on that team beyond they signed, mackenzie blackwood they signed dougie hamilton Dougie hamilton okay good for them and, uh tatar from montreal are they those are they good. had a decent pieces. Those are good ads. Yeah. yeah. That, I think Dougie Hamilton's one of the better, or we could say one of the best defensemen in the NHL, really. Um, but for whatever reason, he's always a lightning rod, no matter on what. And that's, I don't Because he doesn't true. hit. He doesn't take the body. Yeah, that's not. Spend his time in museums. Yeah, I've seen Ice Guardians. Mean, I know how important it is to hit people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a criticism on him, him or anything like that. I it is criticism of Guard, Ice Guardians. Sorry, I'm done now. <laughs> um, my, just uh, really quick, I, no surprise, I think the Islanders, this is the year they win their, that division. Fucking Homer. They, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is the year they, you know, they were a goal away from making the Stanley Cup, or two goals away or whatever from making the Stanley Cup final. Uh, last season, they're getting a full year of Anders Lee back. They're just sliding in Kyle Palmieri to a full year of him to replace Jordan Eberle, which I think will fit nice on that first line. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom is, you know, he's a young player poised to take a next step. You still have Barzell, and then, you know, signing Parisi and Chara, I think were nice, like, marginal uh, uh, moves around the margins to make them, you know, more solid uh you know they're not going to play crazy minutes but they're they can still contribute and be good players and i think they have the best goal tending tandem in the league so i think this Ooh, is that's a year. that's a spicy take I, I i think it's up there i think it's top three i think it's, i think it's up there for sure um what are they gonna do without andrew ladd though <laughs> listen gonna be i okay? hope I really uh, that's being said andrew ladd was uh he's always he's a very good sport even when not playing for the past three seasons or whatever, he's always a very good sport. And I, I really hope he can get his career back on track in uh, Arizona. Uh, I hate what the, uh, not the coyotes, the uh, hurricanes did like, <laughs> I hate what the hurricanes did. Like they're just an organization that just likes to tweet memes. Like that's all their moves. That's like <laughs> the whole reason they did the stupid fucking or uh, offer offer sheet or whatever. Like the offer sheet. I, I'm so I'm so sick of their Twitter account. It's so like, 
I'm also the opera the sheet was cool and fun. The the like memeing of it afterwards was yeah. so fucking stupid. That's fine, that's mm-hmm. that's fine. And it's like, don't fucking meme. You just signed Tony uh, D'Angelo. I was gonna say Tony Soprano. R.I.P. <laughs> you just <laughs> you just signed Tony D'Angelo, like the biggest piss baby on the planet. You act like you're an inclusive fucking franchise and like stuff like that. It just it just pisses me off because they've always been the hockey Twitter's darlings, and I'm an Islander fan, and hockey Twitter hates the Islanders, so I'm like always just had a grudge against the hurricanes because they get so much love but it's like it's nice for them to see for them to eat shit that all being said they're still a playoff team brenda moore is a good coach they have good players still i think they make the playoffs i think the rangers still make the playoff i think the rangers will make the playoffs like chris said i think they have a lot of good young pieces their bottom half of the roster is kind of stinky but i still think they sneak in or maybe you know comfortably in a three position or whatever how the fucking thing works you, you still have panarin who's a um a heart trophy he could win the heart trophy you still have adam fox who's very young and just won the norris you have two good pretty good goalies so they have they have a lot there um they made some really bad moves this offseason but I, I think they're a playoff team and i guess the caps like uh i think the caps will sneak in i think this is the year pittsburgh falls off I don't think the Devils are there yet. I, I don't think the Blue Jackets will be great. So that's where I'm at. And I think this is the year the Islanders finally make it. And I go streaking down 42nd Street. <laughs> down toward, <laughs> which will be Friday. Content, up toward the, the gymnasium. I do love yeah. that you said that uh, the Islanders have the best goalie tandem in the league. And the New York Rangers have two pretty good goalies. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, another team that I think is in competition for having the best goalie tandem in the fair. league. That's fair. So I, I, I think, think that's. That could yeah, be their saving grace there. And it, it kind of sure. was last year. Yeah, I think those two goalies are very good. I think Varlamov, I think, should have could have been a Vesna uh, nominee last year. And I think Sorokin, I don't think he had a big enough sample size, but I think he's going to take another step this year, too. So I, I really like uh, – and, and, you know, and, and with that defense in front of them and that system, I, that's probably why, too. You could probably throw me back there, and I would, or you, Cat, and I think we'd do pretty, we'd be pretty decent with uh, just the defensive system. Trot rigs Wouldn't up. Wouldn't allow a single so. goal ever. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I like. It is going to be fun though, seeing. I mean, we have uh, Samsonov, Sorokin, and Shostorkin. Uh, yeah, like that's that's Russian. a really cool trio of yeah. young up and coming Russian goalies in the Metro that I think are. I would argue they're the three best goaltenders in the Metro and three of the league's best young goalies across the board. So seeing however many like 21 games of head to heads between those three potentially throughout the year, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I don't know. Mackenzie Blackwood's pretty good at stopping shots. <laughs> uh, hey, uh. <laughs> um, I got, <clears throat> I got uh caps islanders rangers if there's a wild card team out of the metro which i don't think there will be i'll say flyers um and martin jones is sneaking into the playoffs this year so (laughs) my reasoning is uh the caps still have something there um i still think they are a playoff team uh i think they're in a similar uh kind of place as the bruins are where it's it's like it's uh winner go home at this point. Maybe you get another good year after that. Basically, whenever Ovechkin goes, you're done for, which the Bruins or whatever Bergeron goes. Um, you still have some hope there, but uh, 
Um, and then I, let's see, Islanders. I, I don't really need to repeat what y'all have said. I think they are still a playoff team, and I, I hope for Mikey's sake they go all the way. If the Bruins don't beat them, um, thanks. We, of course, I love you. Um, and then the New York Rangers, because I have been talking to Pierre Maguire, you know, on the side between uh, poker and golf and uh, whatever else NBC Sports does now, car auctions. Um, Not a car auction. And apparently Adam Fox is the second coming of Jesus. Um, so this is like hot off the press, according to actually, Pierre Maguire. I think Jesus um, was the first coming of, of Adam Fox, actually. Oh, you're right, actually. Yep, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, Adam Fox is good. Uh, you know, we already went through the players there that are good. And I agree that they are good. Um, but yeah, the Flyers were Drew screamed in our ears. Yeah, say, this is big time. This is big time. Oh. Drew coming to Boston sports radio screaming into the mic. I like he's, he's channeling his inner. I'll, I'll sit back. Radio. So I think that, uh, you know, <laughs> just trying to make this an absolute nightmare to edit. Thank you. Drew. Wait. <laughs> Flyers. What? Wait, what? No, I just go ahead. Finish your thought. Flyers, um, Carter Hart, let's go, baby. Let's let's finally get there. Let's finally mm-hmm. do what you know they expect of you there in Philly, um, so they is don't the, throw cheesesteaks at you. Carter Hart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carter Hart listens to this podcast. Pierre Maguire told me that too. He knows every uh, NHL player's favorite podcast. Um, which why wouldn't he? Um, Joel Farabee, a uh, guy who's coming into his own. I like him. Uh, I have some bias there. Is he's he's BU, um, big Cam Atkinson guy. I, I just yeah. I I rec- I played like a, the the uh, like trial of NHL 22, and I faced the Flyers in a game. I was like, wait, they got Cam Atkinson? What the hell? Um, but yeah, yeah, big big Cam Atkinson guy. Always have been, you know, since 2013 or whatever. Um, no, uh, I just I just really think this year is going to be weird. Um, and yeah, I agree. The Hurricanes probably will wind up doing it, but I, I need my predictions to be as as strange as possible, which I think we'll have a shot. Which is Caps, Islanders, Rangers, and then maybe the Flyers. But I really don't see a a wild card team coming from the Metro. I think Atlantic is going to stack. Nice. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> I guess with that transition, that beautiful transition that Drew just had, we'll move on to the Atlantic, which is looking like one of the stronger divisions in hockey this year looks like uh, the only strong division in hockey this year yeah kind of kind of a tough year to be i mean the bruins i think are still definitely in the race but it's a tough year to be on the downswing you've got some potential giants here uh the question is always going to be around <laughs> yeah Josh uh, seen buffalo but uh the mighty buffalo sabers but uh the question with toronto is can they finally prove it they've obviously got some pieces goaltending is still going to be a question mark there uh defense maybe they've got the pieces on offense they're going to fight for a playoff spot they'll probably get in what can they do from there we'll see they're gonna give another roll of the dice uh boston's biggest threat i think this season is just coming from the state of florida as a whole tampa's going to be as as dominant as always uh until proven otherwise they're that right in pick um, and Florida looks like a really freaking good team this year. They've been on the upswing for a while. This seems like it might be the year they finally really jump in it. And it might be a battle of Florida for that top pick in the Atlantic, uh, which leaves Boston and Toronto, who could potentially both be very strong teams uh, in an interesting spot as far as trying to jockey for that third spot and avoid a wild card. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have a, a favorite out of 
kind of that middle spot. Anybody think that Tampa won't be the top team? Any hot hot takes out here? I mean, they did lose some really big pieces in the offseason. Yeah. So I think they've, mm-hmm. they've kind of come down toward – they're absolutely dominant last few years. So um, I, I don't know. It's Stamkos has been pretty healthy over the last couple of years, and that hasn't really been the case over the course of his career. So I don't know if Do you he, think he's due. Yeah, it's, honestly, it's, it's something you can't count on. Um, I, I think he's a great player and he's kind of morphed his game into more of kind of like a veteran leadership role where, you know, he still hammers it in from, uh, from the top of the circle on the power play, but he's really more of a distributor at this point. And, uh, I mean, Kucherov's an elite winger. Um, but I mean, Yanni Gord is a, a fantastic player that they lost in the expansion draft. Um, I don't think Anthony Sorelli's really lived up to his billing as as one of those top or like middle six centers that can really carry you um, if you're if you're missing a guy like Stamkos. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of thins out the roster a bunch. Um, Victor Hedman's getting older. He had a I think he was injured last year, but had a not as great season. Even if he had some some decent stats on the stat sheet, he didn't play as well defensively as he has in the past. Um, I, I mean, I think I think it's fair to say Mikhail Sergachev hasn't really panned out to be the guy that they thought he was going to be. Um, so, yeah, I think there are some holes in that roster, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them not take the top spot, but I would be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. Um, the team I think everyone's looking out for is Florida right now. Uh, had kind of a surprise year last year and then added Sam Bennett at the, at the deadline, and he kind of just lit up at that point. Um, I believe he currently has COVID, so I don't know what story is there, but um, I was interested to see him and Anthony Duclair play more together uh, this year. They looked like they had a lot of chemistry. Um, and and I love seeing a kind of a balanced roster like that. Um, I don't think it's fair to say that, like, Sasha Barkoff and Jonathan Huberto are underrated anymore but I, I think people properly recognize that those two guys are really great top of the roster players on a playoff contending team um and then uh who knows if Aaron Ekblad's going to be healthy coming into the season after that pretty gross leg injury last year but uh-huh. um I, I think overall that roster kind of has all the things you want um and Spencer Knight. I was just going to say Spencer Knight is a is a pretty great uh, addition, and if you if you lose Chris Drieger, <laughs> get Spencer Knight as your backup. that's, yeah, that's a, a net win. And I think. you know, Bobrovsky's always a kind of a danger for having like a good, uh, a really good goaltending season. He's had a few, like he's he's won the Vesna a couple of times, and then fallen off for a couple of years after that, and always made a little bit of a comeback. So and he's not washed yet. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him have another, you know, top 10 goaltending season and um, give Spencer Knight the time he needs to, to make that comeback. And then, uh, yeah, I think Boston and Toronto are the other two teams in the, in the division. I think Montreal has a pretty big fall off from last year. I think they, they overachieved in the playoffs, obviously, and they've really just snuck into the playoffs. Um, and I think they have a worse roster this year. So, Ooh. yep, sorry. Um, and I think uh, Detroit has the, you know, has a chance to surprise some teams or surprise some people. But I think they've been getting really solid. 
uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to contend, uh, but I, they, they might push some some teams unexpectedly. We're getting a really enthusiastic thumbs up from Tony Detroit's yeah. brother-in-law over here, a.k.a. Drew. Uh, um, which means I'm I'm Tony Soprano's underachieving nephew's father. Um, <laughs> I'm just on. I'm just not uh, not blood with Tony. You wish. <laughs> I married into the Soprano family. That's what it is. Um, anyway, <clears throat> enough of our uh, you know our backstories um, for the for the OG listeners. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Red Wings. I think I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think they're going to be okay. the the last team in. What? I think uh, I think they got they got they got some good stuff going on, man. They got uh, look. They got they're all young. They got Zadina. They got Lucas Raymond made the roster uh, out yeah. of camp this year. They got uh, Larkin there, who I, I absolutely love Larkin, and I hate that he's been not necessarily wasting away but like he could be doing so much better with another team but i think detroit's getting to the point where they will make the playoffs this year um likely no but i i think it will happen uh, i'm all for the unlikely stuff um so Nedeljkovic, baby so yeah, yeah I, I do think they'll wind up being the wild card and i think bruins are wild card too i think it's tampa uh maple Ooh. leafs and then uh florida this is the top three. Drew's falling wow. into the uh, common assumption that the Red Wings have literal wings when they're playing on the ice, but that is not. <laughs> well, they drink Red Bull, right? Yeah, Red, Red Bull gives you wings. That's one. They, re- you they drink uh, Red Bull vodkas all day. All night. <laughs> um, oh, God. Those you know, are college beer league team. It's like Hockey Town or something like that. I don't know. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with them with uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, um, who. I think whether you like his his family, whether you like the way that he plays <laughs> now, he's been a, a net positive for that team over the last couple of years because he's a he's almost like he's he's their Tom Wilson. You know, he, he can score and he plays with enough edge that other teams sometimes shy away from him a little bit. Whether that's the right kind of player to have on the ice or not is kind of beside the point. And he is a player who has very openly come out and said that he will not get vaccinated. Um, he's doing his own so, research. Yeah, he's a. Nice. I, don't, I, I don't think he's doing any research. I think he just doesn't care. Um, and so, as of right now, I know that he can't come with them on their Canadian trip. So he can't play the Leafs. He can't play. Uh, can't play Montreal. Can't play Ottawa. Um, which I don't think is a huge deal. But I do think that at some point during the season, the league is going to potentially either crack down on players who are refuse continuing to refuse to get vaccinated. Um, and there are some teams that are not letting anybody who's not vaccinated into the arena. So I think that those are games that he could potentially also be a healthy scratch, which, you know, that, that hurts your team in the long run, which I think is a stupid thing to do, but I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for them. Cause I think they have gotten, substantially better um or maybe it's a galaxy brain move to make sure that he you know gets the rest he needs in a season where he doesn't think his team can make the playoffs that's <laughs> Jesus <laughs> to, to, to be clear not, <laughs> not advocating for tyler Bertuzzi's way of thinking. um 
And then I I kind of thought that Montreal had made some good moves because um, I did think that the addition of Christian Dvorak for them was was a very good one. I and think we're he's not going to break up over that. And we're no, we're not um, yet. Um, but <laughs> I do think that a lot of their season is going to hinge on Carey Price's availability, which I don't think is something that he should be pressured on, and I don't think anybody should in any way condemn him for not being with the team at any point in time, but he currently is uh, obviously not not with the team because he has entered the league's uh, what what you call it? The, uh, the NHLPA's um, protocol, their, their player assistance program. Um, not giving a lot of details on why, just saying, you know, he's doing it for his family, and so I depending on when he's able to rejoin the team and how he does when he does rejoin the team. I think that's, um, that's going to kind of dictate a lot of their season because they do rise and fall with him. And they have for kind of like the penguins with Crosby and to an extent at times, uh, the Bruins with Bergeron and Marchand. And I think it's, he's their player who either they'll make the playoffs and he'll do really well and be there for most of the season or he won't. And they'll have some trouble. So I, I don't disagree with what anybody said, except for possibly drew a little bit, but That's I do okay. like, his, his I, I like, I, I like to, you know, ruffle feathers. You like to ruffle my feathers. I'm, I'm still Buffalo I'm still Sabres thinking. coming out with the cup this year. Jack. <laughs> yes. you broke me. Yelled. <laughs> he, yelled he yelled the entire time. You broke me. As soon as you said that a team that willingly signed Martin Jones to be the veteran backup, for a player who grossly underperformed last year is is a playoff team. I think that's like my brain just it's done for the rest of maybe the rest of the episode. <laughs> I thought for the rest Drew of gets the time. In. He just shuts your brain off and then He did, he just shut it right takes. off. Yeah. And then we um, post them and come after you for them later. It's fun. <laughs> I like uh the Sabres coming out of the Atlantic uh, followed by Detroit and Ottawa, and then who are the other teams? Um, there aren't nobody any. important. <laughs> yeah, those are the fuck. I just had this. Hang on, NHL standings. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, I definitely see the Senators, Red Wings, Buffalo. Okay, I'm done with this bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lightning will make it again, I think. Florida's got a ni- really nice team, uh, you know, with the additions and things they've done. So I could see them duking it out, maybe for that top spot. Uh, Bruins will be right there, too, just because, you know, they're the Bruins. Despite losing Krejci and uh, Rask not coming back probably till mid-year, I-, I still think they'll be okay and in good shape. Just they have solid coaching. They have They still have, you know, a really, really great top line. And then it'll be interesting to see how uh, Charlie Coyle does in the second center spot. But I, I still think uh, there's enough talent on that roster where they could, they'll still be a playoff team. Uh, I, and then I see the senators making it over the Leafs. No, I'm just kidding. I guess the Leafs will make it, but they'll lose. Cause I fucking hate them. Uh, yeah. So I, have, I have the Panthers lightning Bruins and Leafs will make it. And then, They'll lose again in the first round, and then we'll get another Amazon documentary, and we'll have to. Yeah, so that'll be fun, though. It'll be it'll be cool. See you again. Yeah. 
I just really hope they lose. I really enjoy them uh, losing. Yeah. I, yeah. I. Anyway. Yeah. They'll. They'll still. They. They have a nice team. So then they made some nice moves too. So they'll probably be a playoff team. But I don't know if they have what it takes to be better than even Boston, Florida, or Tampa. I really don't know. Uh, I think those are still three really good teams. I don't. I might have been wrong, but I don't think you even said that Florida would make it. You just said Florida has a really nice team. Uh, they oh, have a chance. Yeah, and <laughs> that's yeah I think I have Florida. Maybe maybe they overtake Tampa for the top spot. Uh, ah, maybe. okay, okay. Um, I I think they have I think they have a really good coach too with uh, Quinville, and I think they have a lot of really solid players. And you know maybe if Bobrovsky isn't that guy anymore he can still be a 1b type starter if spencer knight turns out to be the real deal that's not a bad guy to have you know relieve a what do you mean player. turns out to be the real deal he's the best goal in the nhl uh, hasn't he played like two games <laughs> <laughs> but i really like spencer knight i think he's the man so i i hope he uh, flourishes but i i think if he can become a like Relations. a legit nhl legit NHL starter, I think uh, I think Florida will be in really good shape and Tampa's still Tampa, so that's who I have. Um, and actually, I do like what Detroit did, too. I, I think they're they're on the right track, I think. Let's go. Let's uh, go. Let's rally behind Detroit. Rock City. Yeah, this, is got, a, this is a Detroit podcast. I like that they got that guy from Carolina, that young goalie, for whatever reason. Alex Nedeljkovic. Yeah, the Hurricanes are like, no, we need to, we need to sign Frederick Anderson and Antti Rotten, the two most injury-prone goalies, to be our goalies. We need to do this. <laughs> both so, over thirty-two. They're both. Yeah. I think they're both thirty-two right now. Yeah, yeah. So. I think all. Yeah. So, and I think all. I think all four teams will have a pretty good, pretty good goalie tandems for the most part. Um. So I, I think that'll be really interesting to watch. Who I think it's who, which tandem holds up the best. So we'll, we'll see. All right. There you have it. Anybody have any uh, – we already kind of tipped the, the hand on some Dark Horse picks, but if anybody has any more they want to share. Um, Red Wings. Yeah, plant, plant your flag on one. I'm going to plant my flag on the Rangers. I don't know if Islanders count since we were picking them to win a division, but I don't think they're one of the trendiest Stanley Cup picks, so I'll say them. Um, the Rangers would have been my team, but I this they I feel like they really like had a good thing going. I feel like they had 80% of the puzzle complete, and then they just took the rest of the pieces and chucked them out the window, and now they're trying to dig in the dirt. No, they replaced them, but... them with like much larger pieces. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, which don't fit exactly. So at the end of the day, the puzzle's not getting fixed, so... Uh, yeah. They probably would have been my team if they hadn't really thrown it away. So, um, uh, come back to me in a sec. I'm I'm looking Western Conference, but I'm not seeing too much. Mine's the my, Kings. That's mine. Are, are we talking dark horse to like just to, to make just to make the playoffs? Yeah. Oh, just to make the play. Oh, I was hoping to win the cup. cup yeah, L.A. To, Kings. To win Book the it. cup, to win the cup, my dark horse, my wow! I can't say this, dark horse, dark horse, dark yo, horse. yo, my my Drew dark, dark horse. horse, Johnson, my my uh my dark horse is the Boston Bruins. I think uh I think you know you got uh, Nick Foligno there. I think Holla. I think Charlie Coyle's yeah, gonna, gonna show up. 
I think uh, Tuka Rask will never be back. He's never welcome back within city limits. Um, no, I, I think I think the Bruins got some weird like depth, and I don't really think they're cup favorites by any means. But I think they could they could pull together and win it. Um, but for uh, playoffs, uh, yeah, yeah, Flyers and well, actually, Red Wings would be the main one. I think the Red Wings would get wild card. So Red Wings. Uh, I have the Islanders to make it, and I'm. I think they'll win the cup this year just because I'm fucking saying it for once in my life. So are you, are I, you to be clear, are you picking the Islanders as your dark horse for the playoffs too? To, for the playoffs. Yeah. As soon as they make the playoffs and my dark horse for the playoffs, I'm fucking, I'm pushing all my chips in like uh, what's today, October 11th. This is it. God damn it. I've waited for 31 years. They're fucking winning a cup. I don't care if this comes back to haunt me. There've been worse takes out there, so I, I can live with this. Uh, I think so I think you air. missed the assignment here. The assignment is pick a team that like most people didn't think were going to make the playoffs to make the playoffs. You know what? It's I'm still not used to this. Uh, <laughs> you, when you've been when you've been like beat down by like reporter, when your team has been dumped on for like most of your life, you're not used to people being nice to you. So you still kind of have an edge. So it's like <laughs> it's like fuck you. What's your angle here? <laughs> uh, oh my yeah, God. I, I I guess I guess the Islanders, and then maybe from the West. I feel like the Winnipeg Jets are a bit of a spicy pick. So maybe I'll have an Islanders Jets Stanley Cup. I like just for just for pissing giggles. Uh I think I'm gonna join Kat. I think my playoff team this year is LA. Um okay. also I'm kind of selfish, selfishly rooting for them because I have a lot of their young guys on my fantasy team this year and it's keeper league. So I would love to see some progression there. But um yeah, you know, trend in the right direction. It'd be cool to see them good again. They're one of those teams Him that and had Kat, a... the only two correct ones. On yeah, we'll see about podcast. that. <laughs> hey, I said I liked the Kings. I just planned my flag the purple more firmly in more. the Rangers game. And apparently they have chrome helmets this year, so that'll be interesting. Maybe it'll throw off other teams. So there you go. Uh, well, all right, who wants Mikey, to take us out here? Well, Mikey yeah. already uh, kind of started the the next yeah. segment i guess pick a pick a dark horse for the stanley cup and then then i think we should go around and do our stanley cup picks because mikey oh, already kind of did that as well my bad i picked islanders jets isles and six um um uh not gonna pick the flyers drew in? no flyers are if the red wings don't make it but the red wings are gonna make it so um <laughs> Uh, my well, it's not. I, earlier, I said Minnesota loses to the Avalanche in uh, in the conference finals, so I have to keep up with that and say the Avalanche make the cup. Um, and then let's see what teams I picked. Eh, and Bruins, and Bruins, and the Bruins beat the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final in uh, in seven. Yeah, my my dark horse is. Uh, I think somebody already said this, but uh, Winnipeg. I think. If you have an all-world goalie like Hellebuck, there's always a chance uh, once you get into the playoffs. And I think in that conference, anyone, I think they're a pretty good chance to make the playoffs. And once they get there, I think it could be the year that Hellebuck just kind of carries them. Um, I think my actual cup pick is going to be Colorado. Uh, I, I feel like Tampa Bay kind of did the same thing where they were around for a bunch of years just being the best team in the league. And everyone kept saying, hey, you got to tear this down and figure it out another way. Whatever you're doing isn't working. And I think they correctly realized that they just got unlucky. Like they were the best team and just got unlucky a bunch of times in a row. Even if you make the playoffs and you're the best team, 
you still have a much less than 50% chance of winning the cup. Um, so I think obviously they've lost a few pieces, but it was just a salary cap stuff and what team is Colorado. Um, but they, they still have, you know, several of the best players in the world. They still have the, probably the best line in hockey now. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's your, that's the team to, you know, every year run it back, see what you can do. And I think this might be the year that they break through. Um, and I guess for as for the, as for who they're playing, I'll take the Islanders. Oh fuck! Yeah. I was gonna say I don't want to dumb repeat it, but there you go. I've got I've got Avalanche over the Isles as well. So, so I, I'll give you a little bit of credit, Mikey, but I think uh, I think Colorado's a damn good team this year. So we'll give you the short. I think I I think it's gonna go six seven games though. Really, we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to be mentioned there for once. So <laughs> for once. Are I've got Isles PC over team? Vegas. Oh, I think I think I likey. Is it cold open? No, I I think that um I know that everybody sort of shot on Vegas for essentially giving away Marc Andre Fleury for free, um, but they really kind of didn't do a whole lot with the rest of their roster, and they're a very good team in a very poor division. Um, and they added uh, what I thought was a very necessary backup in Winnipeg, um, in Laurent Brissois, who has been one of the better backups around the league for the last couple years. Um, as soon as he escaped Edmonton, he's really turned it around. Um, and he is now the backup in Vegas, um, which I think he and Robin Leonard together, they play very different styles, but I mean, they're both easy goalies to play in front of. Um, and I think I think this year there was so much hot potatoing with goaltending that we're gonna see some teams that should be doing really well that aren't like, a, well, not really well, but I think the Flyers, um, with no offense to Drew, um, I think they're going to really struggle this year with the choices they made. Um, and yeah, I think everything Mikey said about the Islanders was pretty par for the course. And I would love to see a Vegas Islanders um, Stanley Cup final because I think that would make a lot of old talking heads in Canada very upset. I think they oh, yeah. think that was the worst thing ever for the game, which is exactly what I'm looking for. So. Sure, Fuck let's em. do it. That that works for me. That works Fuck. for me. <laughs> you ever just think you think you're uh, like the, just thinking too hard and just ever say just like stop thinking and just, just say fuck, fuck it. <laughs> What's that from? Adrian Dater, uh, beat writer, oh disgraced extraordinaire of the that Colorado Avalanche in the Central Division. Bag of gobble ghoul. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, final words from the gang. Um, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His oh, name is my name, too. Ever we go. All right, we're not to do that. Anybody else singing? John Jacob Jingleheimer. Uh, uh, me singing out. Please support my new brewery, our new beer called Wario Piss. Uh, Wario <laughs> Piss is a new, it's a new lager from me called Wario Piss. Wario 
piss. So please, please, if you're in a your local uh, alcoholic beverage store, please pick up a six pack of Wario piss. Thank you. That's my final word. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Cut it. Yeah. All right. <laughs>